0: you're listening to linked a.m. tell your story on linked live and get noticed you're listening to carl wolfenden on the business class show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed Any financial statements are the opinions of the individual, and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions. Upgrade your listening to Business Class, the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats. So sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week.
1: Howdy folks, here he is. The Texas Brit, the guy with the stiff upper lip, filling his 10-gallon
0: hat and his cowboy boots, Carl
1: Wolfenden.
0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Linked AM. And, you know, we've been talking about, you know, back to space. We've been talking about... Walking on the Moon. You know, you, you might have remembered the, uh, the the segment I did with Michael Gorton. We were talking about we could be listening to Sting playing uh, Walking on the Moon and actually Walk on the Moon. Well, that's what we want to continue that conversation because uh, as you saw in some of my posts that I did on, on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter, I was it just exploded because my team were like, we've got to get this story out. Um, and of course, we we're featuring it on Business Class News about the fact that we are involved. Involved in this project and this all great organization called back to space so you know we we've, we've had um, Michael, uh, actually on the show and uh, we've we've spoken to Danielle Rusa, of course uh, as well who is you know got the passion and the vision behind this whole organization we spoke to her but I wanted to get down into the into the weeds and talk about technology so who better to have on than Eric Lennington? hello eric you you're on the show now how are yeah, you today
1: good morning carl how are you today?
0: fantastic of course you're the chief technology officer of this fantastic you know venture this destination that i talked about on the show with michael called the lunar landscape experience so i'm every time i see the the renderings of 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 this it just like blows me away because yeah they're renderings but there's a lot of thought gone into isn't it the the actual you know what the guts of what's going to be inside it Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so so absolutely.
0: What, what, what have what have you got planned for the lunar landscape experience that you can share with us?
1: Well, the first part, of course, since it is called the Lunar Landscape Experience, um, you know, the, the the centerpiece of it is a sixty-five thousand square foot scale model of the surface of the moon that you can see when you look up in the sky at night. Okay. Which of course is the only surface that uh, everyone, except about uh, 24 people, have ever seen, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, basically, that makes up the, the the middle of the of the facility, and then if you if you look at the renderings, of course, it is surrounded by other structures. Okay, and uh, the the lunar landscape surface itself um, will really be walkable and explorable. Um, It's hard to envision the scale, but you can think of it in terms of like um, two thirds of of an American football field. Okay, so I mean, it's it's quite large. um, And uh, the surface is that this is, you know, one of the interesting things about this whole project is that we've had to develop a lot of the technology necessary to produce and construct the facility because we're not building a hotel. We're not building a strip mall here. We're building something that's never been built before, and as a result, we go and say, "Okay, how do we put the image of the surface of the moon on this giant concrete pad?" And the answer is, "Well, no one's ever done that before, so we have to figure out how to do it," and uh, and that's been part of the of the technical challenges just with the just with that one element of the facility itself is what is the mechanism to do that? And we've looked at a lot of different things and I, I won't tell you what we've decided on because it, it's it's uh, it's interesting and proprietary enough that we're even considering what else we might do it from a commercialization. Oh,
0: absolutely,
1: theory. yeah, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Uh, not that everybody needs to be making uh, scale models of the moon, um, but there, there are other applications for this technology and so we've had to develop Uh, some completely new technologies to do this. So that's one aspect of it is just the ability to walk on the surface of the moon. We're using imagery uh, from NASA. Um, There's been a couple of different missions. Uh, The the main one is called the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter. You may be familiar with that one. Mm -hmm. And it has taken extremely, it it is, I believe it's still in orbit, but I'd have to double check that. But it's been in orbit for many years around the moon. And it's been mapping the surface of the moon at a detailed level. And I, I'm gonna forget now the exact, but I wanna say it's down to 10 centimeters. Oh my so the, goodness. The imagery that we have, and of course, thanks to NASA and thanks to the fact that NASA is, you know, it's, it's owned by the American people, all of the research and all the data and all the imagery that they produce is available for anybody to use. So we're able to go and use that imagery we're able to transfer that, that lunar imagery, which is actually photographs from lunar orbit onto the surface of our moon, uh, uh, you know, moon landscape. And the the quality of it, the realism of it, it's really breathtaking uh, to test our technology. We've made like some some 10 by 10 sections of it. And when you stand on it, it's quite interesting because you really do feel like you're in this alien space. So it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting. Um, the other thing I would say about the surface of the moon, um, number one, we will use it for more than just wandering around on. So it'll be a lot of fun to wander around on it, but um, we're incorporating augmented reality into it um and we've got a couple of different uh, uh angles of attack for this but um depending upon um the the particular um media content okay which this will change and that that's one of the beauties and I'll tell you a few other things in a minute but one of the things that this that this facility uh as a cornerstone is that it will be constantly changing and one of the ways and I think Michael may have mentioned this too that we are creating this environment that can constantly change is we're making use of uh, video immersion uh, which you're not wearing a headset or, or glasses or anything you're just in a space that you are surrounded by seamless video projection and you Feel like you're really there. It, it's quite amazing, you know. It's Isn't like, it the holodeck? Those are the, 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 the
0: holodecks. Well, you,
1: you know, <laughs> you know, you know. But uh, it's not quite that good. Maybe, maybe we'll get there at some point. Um, the closest I could probably get you to it is if you've been in in an IMAX theater. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Where the idea is, you're completely surrounded. Uh, your field of view is completely taken up yeah. by the video, and it's a different sensation. It's a different level of immersion than watching something even on a big screen TV or even in a flat screen movie theater. And so this is almost taking that to one step further, where it's not just that your field of view is completely saturated. But as you look around the room, there's no place you can look where you're not in this immersive experience. Okay. And so we have Lots of ideas. We're working with a number of different partners that basically are producers of these types of, of video content. Um, you know, uh, we will have cases where, you know, people might be having having a meal uh, while orbiting above Jupiter.
0: I love okay? that.
1: Yeah. And I've, I've actually done this. It's quite amazing. I mean, you're looking around and it's like you're on a glass floor and you're orbiting above Jupiter. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And the really great thing is, is that, of course, you're not really orbiting above Jupiter. But the video that we're using actually came from Jupiter. Right. It's not a special effect. OK. Mm-hmm. It's actual footage from Pro, in this case, from the Juno probe that we're able to repurpose in this way to let people have that experience. Long before there'll be anybody from Earth going to Jupiter.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So, See what I, this yeah. is what I love listening to because I think mm-hmm. I think that the, the word that keeps cropping up when I'm in conversations with yeah. with, with, with people, with corporations, with CEOs, with CTOs, it, it's about innovation, uh, and innovation is the key sort of thread that goes through all of this. Is yeah. because there's corporations out there that are trying to be innovative because they're trying to be you know ahead of the market curve etc and you're being innovative in the destination space because Absolutely. because the, the 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 thing that i know because i've worked with attractions around the world because i used mm-hmm. to do live shows from a lot from attractions that's how yes. i started my old career off and so right. i used to go to these attractions is the key and the 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 magic is mm-hmm. how do you keep changing it up a bit so that it it is absolutely. changing and it, it appeals for somebody to come back again and again and again and so yep. you're you're combining this learning sort of environment with this destination environment where people want to come back because it absolutely. is changing i love that
1: absolutely yeah and i think you know that that really has been really one of the most challenging aspects of this from from a design standpoint is that we don't we're not really designing to a particular endpoint in mind Mm -hmm. we're designing an environment that allows us to change it over time and we don't know everything that we're going to change it to we don't know every possible experience that we're that we're going to be able to have but we wanted to create the the technical infrastructure and the physical infrastructure within this facility that allows us to have almost that palette to be able to paint new things on over time. And so that's that's a big part of this concept of using the video immersion, using just, again, this the physical space within uh, the facility in ways that we can repurpose, uh, we, you know, again, we're not just building a landscape of the moon, that's great, but once you've been there once, you don't need to go back again, right? right? Well, we're building a facility that uses that as a centerpiece for all these other activities that we sometimes will leverage that very big centerpiece. And sometimes we won't leverage it. It'll be on the periphery of the facility, but we'll be able to create really interesting and constantly new experiences for people to come back many, many times.
0: Well, I mean, again, you know, uh, it seemed to be a common thing when I was talking to Michael and I was talking to Danielle, mm-hmm. you know, yep. was this thing. If, 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 uh, if a student comes through yes. uh, and, and, and experiences something that is something they, they want to touch and engage with and, and it changes their perception. Of, and I, I talked about it with Danielle. There's sometimes you, you have a, a path and then you've got a, a fork in the road and you can go one right. way or the other. But if there's something that touches you and you go, I want to go that way. That's Absolutely. what we want to achieve, isn't it, with the, the yeah. Lunar Landscape Experience? We want to be able to it, do it, that.
1: It is. And, you know, so I, I've, I've been a tech guy my whole life. And, and, I, and I was born during and grew up with the Apollo program. So, you know, NASA has always been very, you know, space exploration in general has always been something that's been part of my world. But it's not part of everybody's world. And uh, and especially today. And I think, you know, I don't know if Danielle shared this with you, but, you know, the inflection point for her that led her to found this organization originally is that her peers, you know, she she's in her mid 20s now, you know, her peers could not name a single Apollo astronaut. Right. And I mean, conceptually, the most outstanding, amazing achievement of humans ever and people that are in their mid-20s don't know anything about it, right? okay? Mm -hmm. And so there's two purposes, ultimately, to the whole organization, and the Lunar Landscape Experience is is a manifestation of those two purposes. One is, we absolutely do want to reach out to, I'll call it the next generation, right? The, The people that are students now, kids that are in middle school and high school that they're wondering what they want to major in. A lot of them don't know, a lot of, I mean, let's face it, a lot of people graduate from high school not knowing what they want to major in, okay? Because as you said, they haven't, for whatever reason, they haven't been exposed to, they haven't experienced that spark that makes them go, wow, now that's really interesting. I want to know more about that, okay? And so that's a big part of it is we want to provide those experiences. We want to make it fun and engaging and entertaining, but we're also going to teach you some things, too. You know, you're also learning the physics of why motion works or doesn't work in a certain way. Okay, And so at the end of the day, that's a big focus is we do want to inspire uh, students to look at STEM fields. Okay, We know that everybody that comes to the lunar landscape experience is not going to become an astronaut, but that's absolutely not an objective, okay? But if you think about just the Apollo program, which of course is one tiny aspect of all of the things that that's going on in space exploration and, and in STEM in general because that of course goes well beyond that. If you look at that, 24 people went to the moon. 400,000 people worked to send them to the moon.
0: Absolutely. There's a team, a team. Okay? Yep.
1: It's a team. And there was everything from Artists and mathematicians and scientists and uh, seamstresses <laughs> and material scientists. I mean, there's a, there's in that 400,000 people. There's tens of thousands of different specialties, and that's a big part of this. Is we want to we want to show again talking about students as as a group right now. We want to show them that there's a lot of opportunities. In space exploration, number one, we're kind of in a new space race right now. In a different, different than the Soviet Union and and uh, the Americans back in the '60s, but it's a but it is a space race, very much so right now. It's just a different kind. But also the fact that STEM goes well beyond uh, space, number one, and number two, that even within something that is rocket science, quite literally, there's also a lot of need. For people with other kinds of skills that may not be necessarily that math, that mathematics uh, specialty or that uh, propulsion specialty, uh, but there's a lot of of things that are needed here, a lot of skill sets that are needed. So we we want to encourage students to look at this. The second audience, though, is the general public. Because one of the other things is, and you said earlier, you're kind of a tech, uh, techno geek or techno nerd or something, yeah. right? You know? And but there's a lot of people in this world and, and, and in this country that this is not what they're exposed to every day, okay? And they look at things that NASA is doing that they see in a glimpse every once in a while. And they, you get comments from people like, why are we spending billions of dollars to send probes to Mars? We have problems here on Earth, okay? And, of course, you know that that's kind of the whole point, okay? By doing the things that we're doing, this, this bleeding-edge research, sending probes to Mars and, and putting up, you know, the space station and all the research and all the science that comes out of this, okay? It absolutely helps people on Earth every single day. Okay, because we learn things from doing this that we probably wouldn't have learned any other way. Um, You know, fun fact, the camera on everybody's phone was invented because of NASA. Right. They needed an imaging device that they could use to put on on uh, deep space probes. And there was nothing quite available, okay? But nobody knows that. Right. Everybody has a phone, but nobody knows that the reason they have a phone is because of NASA. Right, (laughs) yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. And and
0: people do take, for granted, a lot of the things that uh, that we use day to day or we see day to day, but they don't realize that it's it's like anything, isn't it? If you don't start to experiment and start to do things and that's learn, right. and then take those learnings and then put them into the real world, it's those consequences. And that's the other that's thing cool. that we're, we're teaching other people. But what I like about what you just said about the um you know the general public coming yeah. to it to to the venue to the lunar landscape experience as a venue as a destination is that we're going to be showcasing you know what corporations are doing and and, and showing what what they can they because You know, the general public drives down the road and they may see a brand or whatever and go, "Oh, they do this and this." They don't, but they don't realize that they're actually looking at innovation to help with safety. You know, a lot of these car companies, you know, that that are out there, they're Mm -hmm. having to look at. They're they're looking at electric as 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 the way forward, which apparently it's accelerated faster than they thought it was going to be. Twenty, I think it was twenty. 36 they thought it was going to be a big right. explosion of electric vehicles well they're now saying it's going to be 2024 when when it really starts to explode so it's 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 accelerating on an exponential cool. uh, scale and yeah. so these co- car companies are having to look at innovation well the general public they don't know what these guys are doing right. and we want yes. to be able to showcase this innovation in such a wonderful environment which is a learning environment but to be quite honest, when I look at it now, it's uh, it's an innovation center. It really is. It's it showcasing it innovation.
1: It is, and and I think that's that's a real opportunity um, for companies to be able to uh, connect with the general public. You know, I just I wanted to make it clear that yes, we're talking about students, but we're also talking about the general public. Uh, because we want to educate everybody okay and and of course somebody you know that that's uh that's somebody's grandfather grandfather is probably not going to consider a degree in 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 a stem field if they haven't already gone down that path but that's not the point the point is to educate them show them what's happening under the under the uh, umbrella if you will of manned space flight and space exploration which by any measure is the leading edge of science at any given time, right? And so it gives gives corporations that are also doing some equally innovative and really mind-blowing research right now, it also can give them an opportunity within that environment to basically show off some of the innovations and some of the creativity they have.
0: Well, unfortunately, we're coming into the end of our segment because uh, we we, mm-hmm. we could talk forever on, oh, on, this, on There's this so much <laughs> <it. laughs> there so much to talk yeah. about, but I, I know I'm going to be having you back on because you know I, I'd like to dive, deep dive into some of those innovative things that that we just touched on Absolutely. but but I want to use a word that that was used in a in a conversation I had uh, uh, early, earlier this week with a colleague of yours uh, yeah. and it was edutainment. Edutainment. Yes. And I think that that is something that is really, really important. That, yes, we're going to entertain. We touched on that earlier, but we're going yes. to educate as well, not just students, which is important. They're the future workforce of America. That's right. That, that, that's exactly. who, we're, who we've already put a segment together on Business Class News that focuses on all the great things corporations are doing but also it's very important. it is very important because unfortunately we we're falling behind we know we, yeah. we the stats are saying that so we that's why it's important to put this in front of all these people and and so I'm getting getting all excited about this um yeah. but <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things but the entertainment side of things for as you say the general public they come in we've got the stage we've got a great restaurant etc they they come in and they also experience all of the the innovation that, that we just talked about. Absolutely. We, we,
1: we want it to be a destination. We want it to be a fun place to come. And you might learn something while you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing better
0: uh, to, to, to go and no. have a great meal, see some great music, and also you'll know, be immersed, as you say, in all of this technology that uh, is around. And so, Eric, thank you for joining Absolutely. me this morning. It's been a very educational and edutainment you, segment.
1: It's been a very edutainment, yes. I, exactly. I like
0: that. I like that. I, I, yeah. I might have to. No, I can't trademark it. Well, uh, you,
1: you know where the word came from, right? Well, please. It's, a, it's actually Walt Disney. Oh, really? It, well, yes. the, Walt, Walt Disney the person, the, not Walt Disney the place. Right, okay? right. He yes. said that.
0: He said that. Did he? he?
1: He coined. He coined the term edutainment.
0: I, yeah. I did not know. And that. I, I,
1: it, it fits what we're doing so perfectly that we just can't not use it. No, exactly.
0: <laughs> and and with such a great person, if you could see oh, who's yeah. in front of me, because uh, my first client yeah. was Disney. Um yes. uh, you know I've got Mickey I've got Donald Duck and I've got uh, um, all all sorts of other characters all the original uh, artwork in front of me cuz yeah. so Edutainment thank you so much Mr Disney Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well Eric I am so excited about this project I'm looking forward to seeing this they come to a fruition and to to make it happen uh, it's yeah. it's going to it's going to be such an amazing as you say destination So thanks it really Eric.
1: Is. It really is. Thank you.
0: Of course, that was Eric Lennington. Uh, Chief Technology Officer over at uh, Back to Space, and we just talked about their great venture, that destination. We talked about, you know, the the lunar landscape experience. You know, all the all the renderings and all of the the details are actually on uh, on our website, uh, Business Class News uh, as well. So, so check it out because you know we'll be you know taking this journey from these conversations all the way to the grand opening because this is going to be an amazing, amazing place to visit. So. So thanks again for joining me this morning. It's been great to have you as viewers and listeners all around the world. And uh, as I always say, go out there, have some fun, make some money because, hey, we're business class news. So we have to go and make some money because we wouldn't be in business if we didn't. And also be safe out there. So until the
1: next time, have a great day. Bye.